הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים אמיתים של ג'ורן וכל הצדיקים אמיתים של חנף הקדוש שבשבת הארץ הם אביך לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו במקור חוכמה רבנו נחנו נפי גנה נחנחמה נחנו לעומת זכותם תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם today we're gonna study a Torah we're gonna split it up into three sections to three days Torah Samachtet Torah 69 בעזרת השם A very special Torah, similar to 68, but Rabban is going to take a different, um, he's going to take a different approach to this idea behind stealing. Chomer, Isol, Gezela, the strictness behind the prohibition of uh, stealing. Rabban is going to get into it. Da, no, Shea gozel et chaverom amon, that one who steals money from his friend, Bazehu gozel mimenu banim, with this, he is stealing actually His friend's children. Rabban was saying that the robber is actually taking from the one who's being robbed, his kids. That with that money, actually you're robbing this person of his children. But how? Rabban is going to prove that very soon. For Rabban who says the essence of a person's money comes through his wife. This we know. Um, I believe in the Zohar Kadosh, um, this idea that depending on a person's wife, and Rabbeinu brings this down in Sefer Amidot, that a person's livelihood is dependent upon um, his wife and his, um, his bad zug. For Rabbeinu teaches us that through the light of her soul, his wife's soul, it's from that light of the soul that comes uh, to this man money. So it's actually dependent upon a person's wife. The money a person earns. Meaning through the shining and the spreading of the light from this woman's soul. These lights are the aspect of money. For money comes from the same place as the soul. And one by is brought literally in the lesson right before this. Lesson 68. This is why these two Torot are connected actually. The souls in the aspect of the nekeva, the female, as the um, the aris are explained in Etzchayim. Um, For the nefesh is the um, last aspect of all the three souls. Nefesh ruach neshama, neshama being the highest and the lowest being the nefesh. So because it's the lowest one. Has to do with Malchut, the woman, etc. And the combined Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama parallels the man's Nefesh. Because the entirety of any lower level, anything that stands at a low level, corresponds to the Nefesh. Which represents the female. Um, in parallel to the level which stands above it. So anything which stands below the level above it is compared is considered a nefesh. So we see that in comparison to the man, that the woman's nefesh, ruach neshama, is actually considered his own, um, is, com- is compared or is parallel as this man's nefesh. Why? Because the woman stands at a lower level, that, um, that whatever she has, Nefesh Ruach Neshama is considered as if it's the Nefesh of a man because um, anything that stands at the level below is 
takes on that role as nefesh. Arken, therefore, therefore, through the the female aspect of his wife, which which takes on the role as a nefesh in comparison to this person, this husband. She, the wife takes on the role as ne- of, a, of nefesh in comparison to the man. So it's through her that the money comes. For the essence of money depends upon the nefesh as is brought in uh, many different places. Look in Lesson 23, Section 3. Also, um, <clears throat> I believe in uh, Lesson 83 of Book 2, over there, this idea that the money comes to the nefesh, etc. And because um, anything that stands at a lower level is considered the nefesh of that which stands at above a level, at the level above it, then because, even though the, the woman might have a nefesh ruach neshama, that that nefesh ruach neshama in, in, um, in combination, all those three co- together are considered as if it's the, a nefesh in comparison to the man, in comparison to the husband. Why? For the woman obviously is placed lower than the man in a spirituality that was part of the curse of Adam Arishon, um, of, of Chava, sorry, that the man would have dominion. It all has to do with these firot, etc. All this Kabbalistic stuff. For she represents the legs. That um, he guards the legs of his uh, righteous ones, his pious ones. This is the woman. What did it say also about the legs? All the subsistence that was at their feet. What is subsistence? This is reference to money. So if money is placed at the feet, if money is a reference to the feet, and we just see in the Zohar, Kadosh, and Parashat Vayera, that the woman is represents the feet, as we see in Ragle Chasid in that verse, then we see that the woman is placed at the legs, money is placed at the legs, then the woman, it's through the woman that money comes to a person, and we know that it's money that keeps the person standing. For the essence of money comes through the aspect of nefesh, which is the female, um, which corresponds to the female, um, which represents the legs. This is why it says, One who lives without a woman, lives without a wall, meaning without money. As we saw in lesson 68, also the one right before it, that money is like a wall. As it said in Mishle, that the wealth is the stronghold of a uh, wealthy, uh, that a person's money, um, is his stronghold. Uchoman is given like a towering wall. It's like a wall that towers over. So we see that um, money is like a wall. This is what the Chachamim say in the Gemara Baba Metzia. Honor your wives so that you may become wealthy. It says over there in the Gemara. Also reference in Tikkun Zohar. Um, this idea that the woman represents money, etc. And any single person, when he comes into the world, meaning any single person who comes to the world, he comes into the world with his uh, soulmate that is prospective to him. 
that is unique to him and the amount of money that is destined to him as well. That he should have in this world and however many fruits, meaning however many children he should have. That he should have in this world. Meaning the second he comes into the world, children, money, your wife are all um, destined for you since the beginning of time. Since before you have even come into the world. This represents the tree, the branches and the fruits. So we're going to see here. Meaning the light of the woman's soul, this person's soulmate, is the light of this soul, of the person's um, wife, represents the tree. This is the essence of the tree. That from this woman, all the other branches protrude. Meaning through the shining and the spreading of her light. Meaning through the money that we just mentioned, because that's where the money comes from, the light of this woman's soul. Uh, the light of a... Um, the light of the woman's soul is what brings out this money. This money represents actually the branches of the tree. Why? For the branches protrude from the trunk, from the, 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 the essence of the tree. Because the tree is the woman, what comes from the woman stands from the woman, from the light of her soul, the money. So the money is compared to the branches. Um, and through these branches grow fruit. These are the kids. So Rabenu. Through all that, what we just mentioned, he proves, he says, when a person steals from his friend money, he's actually stealing and taking from him the branches of his tree. Meaning he's taking the shining of the light of his wife's soul. He's taking the light of his wife's soul. That from there, the money is drawn. That's where money comes from, the light of a, woman, of a man's wife's soul. When he steals a person's money, he takes actually from his soul. Um, sorry, he takes from him the soul of his children and his daughters, his sons and his daughters. Which are dependent and they grow and they nourish themselves from the light of that branch, which is um, which is the, the money of a person. As we know earlier, as we saw, that the the tree is the woman, the branch is the money that protrudes from the woman's soul that is that is um, extends from the woman's soul for the light of a woman's soul, um, which we just explained was nefesh. It's from the nefesh that comes the money, and because the woman, in comparison to the man, is at the lower level, so she's in she's considered the nefesh of the man. So if she's considered the nefesh of the man, that it's from her that the money comes, because she's the nefesh, and we know that from the nefesh comes the money. So Rabban was saying, the tree is the woman, the branch is the money that comes from the light of this woman's soul. And the fruit are the children. So when you take um, the, when you take basically, when you steal a person's money, you're taking the, the, the souls of this man's children, his sons and his daughters, because they are dependent upon that branch. And what's the branch? The, the money. For they are the fruits that grow on the branches. When you take the branch, obviously you take the fruit with it. For a fruit doesn't grow on the trunk of a tree, it grows on the branch of a tree. So we see here something awesome. Something also that we have to be very careful about, to be extremely honest in business, and not to take a dollar from anyone, not a penny, nothing. Because what you're doing in essence is when you take a person's money, what you're doing is you're actually taking the branches um, which stem from his wife's soul 
um, meaning you're taking his money, and from the money also is depend the kids are dependent upon that money. Um, as we see in this analogy with the tree, the branches, and the fruit. This is why it says in Megillat Esther, it says over there that Haman told them of his glory, his wealth, and his many children. So it says in the verse, Why does the verse write his glory, his wealth, his many children? For Rabbanu teaching us that these are all dependent upon each other. They grow venerable and even become more powerful. Their offspring are established before them. And their children's children are before their eyes. So what does that mean? They grow venerable and even become stronger. This is the wealth. Through this, their, their, uh, their offspring is established before them. Meaning through the money, as we saw earlier, that's where the uh, person's offspring is dependent upon. That's where their offspring is established. Because we said earlier that the offspring, that a person's children are like a fruit that grows on the branch, which is the money, which stems from the woman, which is the uh, tree itself. So we see that a person's children are actually dependent upon the money, which stems from uh, a man's wife. This is why Rachel said in Bereshit, For all the wealth that um, um, our God saved from our father, it belongs to us and to our children. It says specifically to us and our children for the essence of wealth is through the woman depend upon the woman or their kids for the woman is the essential essence of the tree she's the essence of that tree the wealth is the branches of the tree and the children are the fruits that grow upon these branches. This is the secret meditation behind what um, the Chachamim say in Gemara. The one who steals from his friend is as if he steals from him the souls of his children and his sons and his daughters. Now Rabbeinu just explained to us that Gemara. Veda, I know, that and know that if this person is being robbed, who's, who's being robbed, still didn't have any children. This man who's stealing the money from this person, who doesn't have any children yet, is actually stealing from him so, so that he should not have any at all. He actually could prevent this man from having any children in the future. For the fact that he's actually stealing and taking his branches. And even if... This man has children. It's possible um, that they are able to damage this person and to make his children uh, to die, God forbid. Because if still the mother, the mother, the children need their mother, meaning as long as they're still dependent upon their branch, upon their branch, um, or upon her branches, sorry, just as there's fruit that aren't completely ripe, they still need to nourish themselves off from the branches of the tree. Therefore, when this man is taking this branch, he's actually damaging the children also, because even if they're alive, 
They still need nourishment from the branch. Meaning, these children still need to nourish themselves and to receive from this branch, meaning from the shining light of their mother, as we saw above. All of this is dependent upon the stealing. And all of this is dependent upon the trees, the branches and the fruit. For there are many, many differences between the trees themselves, between the nature and the quality of uh, the branches, and between the multitude of the branches. <clears throat> the nature, the quality, the multitude of the branches, and the same is true between the fruits. With every single aspect of the tree, there's many differences. For there's a tree that has many branches but very little fruit. And the same is true of the opposite. Um, few branches but many fruits. And the same is true between the nature of the branches themselves. There's a tree that has one branch but it's very precious. And there's a tree that has ten branches but they're not worth, um, um, sorry, the, all the branches put together are worth less, less than 10 zehuvim. Why is Rabbanu using this analogy? Because the branches represent the money, as we saw earlier. For there are many poor people, there are, there are several poor people, that they have many children, and their income is actually only one zuz. That, meaning that all his branches are actually of little worth. And all his branches amount to only one zahav, one gilder. Or it's possible that he has very few branches. Um, and very, uh, he has less and few branches. And the same is true of the opposite. There's a very wealthy man. There's a wealthy man that exists that his branch is very precious. Or he has many different branches and they're all very precious. He could have even less branches than the poor person. It's just that the value of that branch is much more what, worth much more than the poor person. So we see here there's many different um, options and different um, categories that we see here. And with all this, it's possible that he'll have only a few kids. As we saw above, above with the analogy of the tree. All of this is the, the variables can change very easily. And they're all dependent upon a person's soul, his wife, upon a person's wife, etc. And behold, let's take an example here. Here is the example. There's a tree with three branches. And each and every branch that is unique to this tree is fitting for it to have two fruit. So technically six fruit in total for the three branches and each branch should have two. We find that it's fitting for this man, this woman, to have six children. And the same is true of another parable. That each and every branch is in the aspect of a value of a hundred uh, and sometimes we find that from these three branches 
He can have 300 Adumim. Just from three these three branches. Nimza. So the result is this. If a man steals from this person, 100 Adumim. From this woman, 100 Adumim. What he's doing is he's actually taking one branch. Nimza, we find. He's take, actually taking away this man. Uh, from this man, two children. But no. That there's a very important distinction. If the fruit are meant to emerge from these branches one after the other, meaning it depends whether they're supposed to emerge immediately after or after some time. We find that even though this man might be stealing one entire branch and be taking away two children from this person, nonetheless, it's still fitting for this man who has been robbed to actually um, fulfill the rest of his children through the other branches. For this person who's robbing the other man actually hasn't damaged this person with regard to the other branches, only just one branch. For this man hasn't taken away from, away from him anything. But if um, this person was supposed to have children in one shot very quickly, as it says in Shemot Rabbah Parasha Aleph, Shisha six in the womb of one, as we say about the woman in Egypt that they were giving birth to six uh, children at once. We find that even if this person stealing from his, from this other man, just a hundred adumim. That he's actually stealing the value of one branch, which amounts to two kids, two fruits. With this, actually, he damaged the light of every single one of his, of all the other branches, of all his other kids. For the fact that actually all the other branches were supposed to come out at the same time as the branch which he robbed from. So we see here that the robbery from one branch could actually be extremely damaging if the other branches. Um, are meant to come out at the same time as that branch. For Because that one branch could not emerge, then the other branches couldn't emerge as well. <laughs> this is very scary. And by the fact that he took from this man, he's actually making the light of all the other branches lacking. And they don't have perfection anymore because that, other, because that one branch has been taken away. It's, therefore it's possible that he's able to damage this person with the hundred adumim that he stole from him he's able to take away from him all his children and with regard to this subject there's many differences many variables according to the theft according to the, tr uh, the tree the branches and the fruit according to the nature of all these things and um, the multitude of all these things, how many, um, how many they amount to. And the main idea is this. A woman is continuously in need of completing her light. It's like the, the, the moon, it goes through this, wa um, this waning and this waxing that the light isn't complete. It goes through stages. And... Any time that the woman doesn't have perfection, completion, it's impossible for her to give birth. The essence, 
the essential perfection of a woman, through money. For the money is actually the shining of her own light. And this is why it says in Yeshaya, Limdu Hetev, Dirshu Mishpat, Ashru Chamut, Chamot. Limdu Hetev, learn to do good, seek out justice, Mishpat, Ashru Chamot, vindicate the victim. That the Pasuk is warning us to do justice um, and to strengthen the victim, the person who's being robbed, to uh, save the defrauded object from the defrauder. In order that we save this person, the soul of this person's sons and daughters. This is why it says, Learn to do good, etc. Et By the fact that you're doing mishpat, justice, and you're saving the robber from being robbed. Sorry, you're saving the, the, the person who's being robbed um, from being robbed. Through this, you're doing good. To this man's children, which represents the limude Hashem. What are the children? The children represent limude Hashem, the students of God. it says in Yeshaya, I believe, and all your children shall be students of God. So we see that children are represented, represent or in the aspect of limude Hashem, students of God. So when you save a person's children, you're saving actually Hashem's students. And this is why it says Learn to do good That the goodness actually Occurs to the children For they represent the students of God This is the secret meditations behind the Gemara The person who steals his friend from his friend Just the value of one one penny, one coin the, the victim should follow him even after um, to Medin, um, this place, in order to return it. Meaning, the Gemara brings an example of how far a person should travel to even take back this one penny that this other person stole from someone, just to go retrieve that penny to give it back to the person who it belongs to. You have to go all the way to this other city but look at the language there in the Gemara. Rabbanu asks, he, he, Rabbanu tells us, it's extremely puzzling the Gemara. Why the Gemara chose the city of Madai specifically, Arda. However, no, Rabbanu is telling us that this Gemara is very concealed and very lofty, very hidden. And this is their true intention. Meaning the one um, who steals from his friend, a person has to go after, or this victim has to go after the person who, um, who robbed him, even after Lemadai, meaning you have to go back to retrieve your Limude Hashem, their students of God, meaning your children, meaning that you need to bring back to yourself the children that has been stolen from you, through the fact that your money has been stolen. This is why it says in the Gemara, to Madai, to this city, because this city is actually representing the actual students of God. Because when a person is being robbed, it's possible that his children are being robbed from him too. No, it's possible, it's happening. It just depends according to how much and the value, etc., of uh, the robbery, etc., and whatever we explained earlier. 
this is where we're going to stop today. And we're going to continue this lesson um, starting with Veda. Is that Hashem? Uh, next class.